All right, inappropriate Earl, back. We're doing a noon podcast, which for those of you who know is quite early for me. <laughs> this is just uh, when I'm about getting ready to walk the boulevard and Lois and I go for our nice little hour stroll onto the scene where yesterday we bumped into the great WWE wrestler Dolph Ziggler. I saw just shirtless looking beautiful <laughs> uh and you might hear another voice right now in the background he said i rarely have guests back so soon but uh this man's a fountain of information <laughs> and other things <laughs> we won't get into give it up for the lovely and talented stylings of samir suri Thank you so much for having me back, darling. No, it's a pleasure, man. What have you been up to? I have been, well, I'm here to to beg for bookings. <laughs> Anybody who can book me for anything. Well, I'm sure um, with your uh, oral talents, uh, <laughs> you'll do quite well. In and I business. don't even charge by the hour. You don't even charge. I know. It's what do I have to do to get laid in this town anymore? No, but I did. I did have to stop. I did last time I was here, we were talking about how much I was whoring around and it was, you know, we, it was, it, it had, it, it had gotten to a point where things were starting to loosen past, <laughs> past the level that I was expecting them to. And now I've just had to stop it because you realize how much, how often you've been putting yourself in a lot of physical risk. Well, I think I've just lost every homophobic viewer. Uh, <laughs> just, I'm guessing a substantial part of my fan base. But uh, for those of you... Homophobes, I adore you. Come back. It's too late. They're already <laughs> uh, probably listening to the Alex Jones uh, <laughs> podcast about the world ending. Uh, now, recently, uh, Joe Rogan and Guy Branham got into a little... They did. I saw, I saw sort of... What were they arguing about? Okay, Joe Ro what I my understanding of it, and I'm not that up on this. Joe Rogan and Gavin McInnes were on, or Gavin McInnes was on the Joe Rogan podcast, and they were talking about this thing that happened with uh, Milo Yiannopoulos. The Breitbart uh, reporter. The Breitbart reporter who uh, got fired from Breitbart because he said some dumb fucking shit about, you know, 13-year-olds can fuck adults. Um, and... So Ro Gavin McInnes was on with Joe Rogan and they were saying uh, basically they were saying that some gays are gay because they were molested as children, which is probably true. OK, um, I mean, not not all, not most, probably a very tiny number, but there's there are probably some and there have been studies on this that, you know, they they. Yeah, sometimes that happens. Uh, and Guy Branham got very upset by that. And I don't know Guy Branham, uh, just first of all. But he tweeted something like, you know, Joe Rogan had a scumbag on and they talk about what's wrong with gay sex. Uh, and Joe Rogan took exception to it saying and I'm on Joe Rogan's side here. No, we weren't talking about what's wrong with gay sex. And he had another tweet about, look, I love everybody. Uh, if you're nice, I'm nice. Uh, but we're just talking about, um, some people that this can happen to. Uh, 
Uh, and so they had a little bit of a feud about that, but then they, you know, they, it was very boring. Actually, it was, I was very disappointed. They ended it friends. They were like, oh, well, I think they were like, let's argue about this in the DMS. Well, I was fascinated that, uh, where that, uh, argument could go between those two. Cause they're both really smart and well-read and, uh, I was disappointed. They stopped talking about it. I think they kept talking about it, but they kept talking about it in the DMs. I wish they had kept the fight going on Twitter. It was so much more fun when they were at each other's throats. Yeah, because uh, <laughs> Joe's the furthest thing from homophobic. Right. And, uh, you know, guys, uh, incredibly gay. <laughs> you know. It's very, you know, you're never, some people will be upset about anything. Some people, you, you even mention gay sex. And if you don't say, if you don't just rhapsodize about how beautiful it is, they'll be upset with you. And uh, how long have you been gay? <laughs> you want to hear the real story that i i found out when i was 12 i think i maybe spoke about this the last time when i was here but there was a movie that uh, called kingdom of heaven that ridley scott made about the crusades and orlando bloom had a sex scene with ava green and i saw it at 4 30 in the morning and went that's it but how do you know you weren't attracted to the girl oh no you know what you're attracted to when you see something like that I don't, but uh, <laughs> I'll take your word for it. And uh, how is it being? Uh, I mean, you're not just gay. You're like out there gay. Like, like the second I saw you, I knew you were gay. <laughs> right. Like, I didn't even have to talk to you. I'm like, this guy's gay. Uh, is that uh, in the world of uh, L.A. stand up, which can be uh, homophobic at times, to say the least, or uh, at the very uh, least, uh, uh an outwardly gay comic can get a lot of shit. Yeah, you can, but I take that in stride. Everybody gets shit. Everybody, right. Everybody's balls get busted. You know, if you're in the game, you, you have to expect that. And that's just, that's part of it. I don't get the people who get, you know, you're already Lang said something about this. Like what uh, he was talking about how the Stern show stopped doing gay jokes. It was like, if you want equality, you're going to get goofed on like everybody else. Um, and I really do think that I don't understand these people, especially the ones who get, you know, like with the Indian thing, they expect you to get offended by everything. I'm supposed to be upset by every, every time somebody makes a curry joke, I would have time for nothing else in my day. Right. What's the best curry joke you've ever heard? <laughs> they're actually, they're, they're never good. That's the one thing that I don't like about them. Well, you know, the more. one, the one good like India joke that I, this is actually one of my best uh, jokes that's been thrown at me in roast battle. Nat Baymel said to me, Samir's asshole is like India. It's uh, crowded, sweaty, and it's always getting AIDS from foreigners. Well, that's uh, <laughs> it's, uh, it's topical. <laughs> and true. When is your next roast battle? My Oh, I'm coming back. May 2nd. Against who? Against Eric Lampert. I do not know who that is. He's English. He's just, he moved to town last year, uh, not very long ago, but he did, you know, he's done the Montreal just for laughs. He's done, he's doing it again this year in French. Uh, cause he's, he was born in France and he's fabulous. He's going to be fun. And, uh, what, I got a lot of raghead ancestors to avenge. And what brought this battle, uh, to, uh, to the forefront? This one? Oh, it was Nat Baymel put us together. I love uh, putting roast battle matches together. Who would, who is, who is your dream that won't do it? 
well, I love Brendan Lynch, who a lot of the younger uh, Roast Battle fans don't. Uh, he hasn't done it for about two years, but he's brutal. Like he's he's like the he's the number one person I wish would do it more, mm. but he's just not interested. I don't think. Yeah. Um, cause he's not really a comedy store guy and right. which is too bad. I recently, uh, set up, uh, Nicole Buchanan against, uh, maybe one of the deadliest and funniest people I know, Jeff Danish. Ooh. Uh, it's his first time roast battling, but he's, uh, written many jokes for me, uh, in a lot of my battles and he's really good. And Nicole's oh, that's great. It's going to be fun. Yeah, no, I love Nicole. And then uh, that's about it. I mean, there's uh, pretty much anyone who wants to do it does it. Right. Um, you know, there's people I wish would do it more. Hinchcliffe, I wish he would do it mm. a little more. Uh, and then, uh, you know, is there someone you'd like to see do it? Oh, God. Uh, well, we were talking about it before he we went on air. I would love to see Jeff Corsales do it. Uh, I don't know if he's structured enough to do it. Maybe. Like, he, he does like to go on stage and just rattle off this is not something uh roast battle is not something you do uh with a freelance uh <laughs> you know uh, sensibility fuck it the you know style just you know you gotta have a game plan right if you want to do well and not get embarrassed so uh i don't know i mean jeff's great but most of the yeah most of the ones that i like had wanted to do it and weren't doing it have started now. Like I'd always, I like I'd always wanted Brian Vokey to do it, and then he started. He's real good. Uh, and now you have your own podcast right now, didn't I you? I do. Yes. Let's get so, into that. Okay. It's rare that I plug someone else's podcast. We're starting the divine Josh Nasser and I are starting a podcast. We're recording it at the Comedy Store. We have well. The reason we have to plug it on here is our very first guest is none other than your host this evening <laughs> uh, or this afternoon. This, afternoon. We are. this is tough, but oh, I'm, you know, you're one of the few people I would have gotten up this early for. You know, I haven't had it's my energy drink sweet. yet. Oh, do you g grab it? Well, no, I have a, uh, I, about four or five months ago, I quit uh, Rockstar and Red Bull. I haven't had one of those in four or five months. Why, why'd you stop? Just uh, health? I was drinking too many. I, mm. I was probably drinking upwards of four to five a day. Oh, Jesus. I would space them out. I'd have one every two hours. And then uh, I just thought, I would, you know, because at the comedy store late night, you know, they make the vodka Red Bulls and then right. they just leave the... Uh, three quarter filled Red Bull cans out for the comics to drink. And, <laughs> right. You know, I was just, start, I mean, I was glugging them. I was maybe even having more than four or five a day. Cause it's just, they're there and you're thirsty. And, uh, so uh, vodka Red Bull is the one cocktail. I was, and I can drink. I am a Punjabi, you know, we're the honkies of India. We can drink. Uh, but we, even, even for me, vodka Red Bulls was the one that I was like, that, that just sounds like a bad idea. Well, that sounds crazy. Like it would get you drunk and keep you awake at the same right. time. Right. Like, uh, which would I'm assuming would encourage people to drink and drive. Right. <laughs> and it's also it's the it's it's the Judy Garland effect, which she was taking she was taking the amphetamines and then she was taking barbiturates. Yeah, I mean, I uh, but it's a very popular drink, especially at the comedy store. And uh, what uh, got you into wanting to do your own podcast? It was listening to a lot. It was it was Josh's idea, because um, Josh and I and 
Josh will dispute the story, but we were on, we met because we were on a lineup together and Josh saw me bomb. I mean, disastrously. I mean, it was horrible. Where? Um, it was at this art gallery that I think is closed now in WeHo. It was Mark Seltzer ran this show. And um, and he went up, and he knew it wasn't the audience because he went up and did well. But then he came up to me afterwards, and I was, of course, in a state. And he said, listen, you're funny. Here's what you need to do. And he gave me really good specific advice about like, hold this pause after this joke, move this word here, you know, things like that. This joke didn't work. Why do you think it didn't work? Here's how to fix it. And we just hung out for the rest of the night. We went back to the store. I watched him do a set there. Um, and we just kept hanging out since then, whenever we run into each other at the store and he was like, you should, it's really fun talking to you. We should we should put this we should record this. So we are calling it tentatively douchebag and fag. Now which is which? <laughs> You'll never be able to tell. Um I will. Trust we're, me. we're we're leaving it a mystery uh for the viewers to for the listeners to unlock. Uh but J- Josh is adorable and uh the <laughs> I loved it by the way. Yeah, no, it was so much fun having you on. See, this is why I wanted to come back here. Earl is the best gossip I know in the comedy scene. But I also... uh, He keeps publicly, he keeps names out of it. Well, because, you know, I've been getting a lot of um, DMs and uh, messages on um, Facebook. you know, I talk a lot about revenge on this show. <laughs> I don't name names. That's mostly what he talked about on our show, too. Soon as we get these episodes up and running, we have some technical logistical things to figure out. But, but you guys got to get on that. No, because, I know. Uh, what I did wrong when I first started this podcast was I recorded about 10. And then I, uh, you know, I thought, well, I've got 10. I'll just release one a week and then by the time you release say the seventh one it's you're talking about stuff that's so old and dated that you know might not have been the best uh strategy strategy so you really should just why can't you release them we're just waiting for uh cover art and for me to figure out (laughs) all the the editing stuff because that's that's up to me now and i'm learning how to do it but what do you guys have to edit garage band well we had some before you came on you were our first guest but we did a couple of episodes with just the two of us and there were like stop stops and starts in that that were that i'm trying to figure out how to get rid of um well i love doing it because i love talking about revenge (laughs) who so so you told uh there's all kinds of justice in this world. <laughs> and the best justice is when it's happening and the person doesn't know it. <laughs> I think sometimes people may know it and you don't think they do. Oh, not with me. Uh, I'm very good at hiding uh, who I don't like. And um, I would say that as I do comedy a little longer, I'm getting a little worse at hiding it. <laughs> Uh, I think Roast Battle has given me that skill of, uh, you know, being a little more open with if I don't like you, you know it. (laughs) uh, It's very, very uh, under uh, really maybe two people. Okay. 
So. You should you should be. And here's something I I've asked you before. And again, I'm not going to go into names and cut this if this is too specific. Oh no, I. Uh, you, but the things this what what I do know is you're the the real the two people are over things that happened not very long ago. Is that too much to say? Uh, well, uh, yeah, yeah, you could say that. You could say uh, do you think that in one or two years time, you'll still feel this way? Um, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's like asking someone, if you win the lottery, what would you buy? Right. Like it's like, uh, you'd have to win the lottery first and then, you, um, you know, I hold on to grudges. <laughs> so I probably, uh, no, I, I probably would say I would feel the same way. There was a situation, uh, three, maybe three or four years ago where, uh, the gentleman thinks I've forgotten about him. Uh, I haven't. Uh, so, uh, while you're, uh, off doing what you're doing, uh, the wheels of justice <laughs> are spinning. See, this is why I have the opposite thing, which is why I'm very wary of taking revenge on anybody. Cause I think a year from now, I'm not going to give a shit about this. Yeah. But I don't like people getting away with things mm. on me. Like, uh, I think I've told this before, but like when I play hockey and someone slashes me, uh, now 10 years ago, I would have slashed them right back instantly you get instant revenge but now i much prefer to wait two three five games later i'll slash them back and they'll be like earl what the fuck was that for i'm like <laughs> remember five games ago when you slashed me now we're, <laughs> now we're even so uh you know in certain uh situations are just i don't think uh the other person really thought it through thoroughly uh of the uh, damage that they might be doing to themselves <laughs> so uh you know uh, all things come to those who wait <laughs> so what is what what is your th do you have kind of a threshold like how how bad does something have to be that somebody does to you for you to decide well, I'm big on respect. Mm. Uh, I've always been that way. Um, so, like, um, I'm trying to think of a situation. Like, I many years ago, and uh, I had someone who, let's just say, wanted to hit the bone zone with Daddy Skakel. Uh, <laughs> but because I'm very good friends with their ex, uh, I and the ex has moved on, and the right. ex gets a lot of girls, so he's fine. Uh, but I could still tell that uh, this is their true love. Like, you know, I could just tell. So right. I have declined on more than one occasion um, out of respect to them. Now, if I were to have slept... Uh, with the ex of this uh, of my friend mm -hmm. um it's not wrong uh, it's, it's i don't even know if that violates a bro code because they had uh they've not been uh, intimate for years but that's just how i am like i right. don't go after other people's exes or or whatnot um so uh i get nervous about that too i, I couldn't be with somebody a friend had been with well there's nothing wrong with it i mean it's not um not you know, that you it's don't... wrong but it's just weird 
Well, you don't own. So, you know, I uh, was recently in a, a situation where uh, an ex who I was an acquaintance with, I wouldn't say I was uh, friends with them. Uh, they were incredibly upset with me and I think still are about me dating their their ex. And it's like, dude, you don't own her. You know, right. it's like, you know, you guys had been uh, separated for, I think, a year. Uh, if you really want to get upset about uh, something, you should be upset about the three or four guys up at the comedy store who were trying to fuck your ex while you were dating her. <laughs> I can tell you who they are right now. So uh, He probably knows who they are. Uh, no, he. this uh, person oh, has the, no clue. This shit gets around, though. Not really. I mean, uh, but I'm a voyeur. You know, like, I... Uh, I play dumb, you know, kiss, <laughs> kiss and hockey, <laughs> uh, pro wrestling, you know, but uh, I, you know, I'm just, I'm an observer. I'm like one of those things. And if you ever saw the uh, Fox show Fringe, which was an incredibly bizarre show, but because it was the, John Noble was on that, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, and uh, they, they had these things called shapeshifters. And they were bad guys, but they could shift into a good guy, and you wouldn't know they were the bad guy. That's how I am at the comedy store. I'm a shapeshifter. <laughs> I listen. I hear everything. I know everyone who's boning everyone. I know the people who talk bad about me. It always gets back to me. Uh, you know, which is crazy that people would talk bad about me, but like <laughs> it happens. See, this is why. See, I, and I, I know this. Like, I know you're like this, and I know a lot of other people are like this. And I know, I mean, people I barely know, and I know the most intimate details of their sex lives just because it circulates around the store. And whenever you talk to another comic, they're talking about who's fucking whom. This is why I have a no comics rule in the sex department. Well, I just keep. I, I mean, that might be, uh, but your uh, pool of comics you can bone is, right. you know, <laughs> it's probably, uh, I mean, I, I mean, I'm not, I don't think I'm outing anyone like, you know, the gay comics that I know of are you, a guy, uh, Justin Martindale. Um, yeah, there aren't very many, Joe I mean, Dosh, Tyra Joe Vera, Dosh, there's Tyra, no So there's maybe 10. Right. Uh, I mean, I'm sure there's more than that, but like 10 in the LA scene, uh, so, and by the way, I did uh, Ty Rivera's podcast. Uh, oh, I love him. Unbothered by Ty Rivera. I think our episode's out Monday, and he keeps it real. Like, we approach the subject of uh, what we've been talking about the last few minutes, and Ty's a great interviewer. He, I didn't say any names, but you basically know who I'm talking <laughs> about. I did Ty's show. We talked about all the, uh, his, his misadventures with plastic surgery. Cause that 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 scares me. Well, you, I mean, have, have you have you tinkered? Uh, no, I have not. I mean, I had uh, plastic surgery because I had two skin cancers removed. Oh, oh no! Um, from my forehead. Um, so, but it was uh, was not done for vanity reasons. Right. It was, uh, and I I don't know if I'd love to say the doctor's name, but I don't know if he uh, you know, likes stuff like that. But I'll just say he was in uh, Beverly Hills and. Uh, he, he was amazing. I mean, uh, it's scary, though, when you're... And it was the... Um, not that there's a good skin cancer, but it was the lesser of the two. Right. Uh, but, you know, they dig in, you know, they get the, the thing out, and then they still have to keep digging like an inch or so 
beyond that to make sure they got it all out. Right. And so you're, you're left there. But I didn't feel anything. I mean, he was amazing. Uh, so that's the only... I like how I look, to be honest with you. So, Do you think you would tinker as you no. get older just to keep things in place? Um, no, I mean... Uh, no, I mean, uh, I mean, I buy a lot of beauty products and shit to keep it going. But, right. Uh, that know. works better anyway. Joan. Co- oh, here's here's where we have kind of a meeting of reference points because you love the 80s. The best era ever. I can already. I love the 80s, but we, I think, love different things about the 80s. I was going to go into Joan Collins. Uh, the great actress on Dynasty, which. I used to jack off to Linda Evans (laughs) and uh, Pamela Bellwood. Uh, They always had the hottest twat on Dynasty. (laughs) And I was 14. Right. No, no. Joan Collins wasn't the one then. Joan Collins was hot. I definitely jacked off to her. Uh, I mean, I remember the first like uh i guess celebrity i jacked off well there's two celebrities i remember jacking off to the opening shower scene in dress to kill with angie dickinson <laughs> i mean it's hot i mean it's and you know at that time i was 12 years old and right like, wow what's this and then they cut from the shower scene to her just getting pounded by some guy. <laughs> uh, and then uh, Cheryl Teagues, the cover. Oh, that's right. Of, uh, she got in Street. trouble. She got in trouble recently. If we're going to the celebrity gossip, well, let's get into Jay, uh, Joan Collins. Oh, what was Joan Collins? Well, oh, about the plastic surgery. She she always you know she claims she had nothing done. Meanwhile, she opens and closes the mouth and the ears snap back and forth. But she claims she had nothing done. She says what she did. She very good beauty products. And she does look incredible. She's in her mid 80s now. She looks 50 something. Joan Collins says her trick was to wear hats all the time that keep the light off her face. So she doesn't have any desiccation from the UV. Well, the sun uh, can really... uh you know, do serious damage to your, uh, you know, uh, face. And, and you're, you're, if you're walking around shirtless, uh, it just leatherizes your skin. Uh, and of course you don't think when you're 30, 40, 20 for sure, uh, uh you know, I'm never going to get old, right? Uh, but you do. And the sun will hasten that, uh, process. And she's always hanging out in Saint Tropez in the South of France. So she, I mean, she wears these gigantic hats and she, and always did, which is why when she was 50 years old, she was able to do the cover of playboy. Oh yeah. I mean, her tits are pretty nice still. Uh, but you look at the people who are known for their tans, uh, James Bond, Roger Moore. Ooh. He looks a little Ooh. rough. But he's uh, like, he might be close to 90. He's very old now. He did a great, he was on Desert Island Discs, which is uh, a radio show in Britain. And he was on it in 81. He was still Bond then. And the host, Roy Plumley, just came right out and asked him, does it worry you that you're not exactly being stretched as an actor as Bond? And Roger Moore just said, maybe just as well, <laughs> which I love. He knew exactly what his limits were. Well, I love, uh, he's my favorite Bond. Yeah, mine too. Because uh, he did it the most with the humor. Yeah. Uh, whereas uh, Sean Connery. And, and he was the suavest. I thought he was. He fit the part. Uh, Sean Connery was fucking ugly. He was, I will never understand with Sean Connery. But he was, well, he wasn't the first. George Lazenby was, uh, but he only did the Honor Majesty's right. uh, Secret Service. But uh, I mean, Sean Connery, I think is, uh, 
generally hailed as the best Bond. I like Roger Moore. The exact voice of Caitlyn Jenner. Oh, watch out. They should have Caitlyn Jenner do. <laughs> Caitlyn Jenner should be the next Bond girl. Oh, boy. Uh, yeah, Bond something. Like, as long as they don't bring in Ashley Graham. That's uh, what that that's what the Cheryl Teagues got into trouble about. Because Ashley Graham, she was the fat girl who did the Sports Illustrated cover last year. Her neck is a thigh. I mean, this is a woman. She I, I can uproot sequoias by leaning on them. I mean, this is not. And it, it's this whole movement now about fat is beautiful. And Cheryl Teagues was the one who came out and said, look, it's not. Be-. I don't think she said it's not beautiful, but she was like, it's not healthy. Well, I mean, she's got a point there, but I like, uh, I you know, um, I don't want to say, uh, I don't mind a little meat on the bones. A little. But I've had, you know. Ashley uh, Graham now looks, you know, her thighs look three quarters of the way inflated. I mean, it, it you know, uh, I, I, I mean, I don't really have a type physically. I mean, I would say if you put my last three girlfriends in a picture together. Uh, they're all three different bodies. Right. You know, one was uh, short and busty. Uh, the second was very tall and lean and, uh, you know, just stunning. And then uh, the last one was kind of a, a mixture of the two, you know, uh, just, um, you know, quite lovely. <laughs> quite lovely. I don't think I have a type either. I do like the kind of big hulking guy. I, the, the, I noticed of the men have like fallen, fallen for the the common personality trait has been very short-tempered. I don't think that's good. I think this is an unhealthy thing I have to work on. Well, good luck. Uh, but, th- but therapy is not... Therapy was not for me. Did good, you do the therapy? Um, I thought about it recently due to uh, the current events going on in my life, but I've turned to uh, Tony Robbins and... Uh, <laughs> No, I'm serious. Uh, Does it, is it working? Uh, to a degree. Uh, I've also uh, taken up hot yoga, uh, which has helped me out a lot, uh, mm. you know, because it's so, um, uh, you know, I'm going to give this place a plug, even though they don't pay me. I pay them. <laughs> <laughs> I pay them. Uh, hot eight yoga in Beverly Hills. Uh it's such the opposite of the comedy store and I shouldn't just say the comedy store, but uh, the LA comedy experience, everyone's nice. Uh, how, I mean, people remember your name, like that you gave it to them a month ago. The teachers are all like unbelievable and uh, probably dropped 20 pounds. So, uh, you know, that's been my therapy. That's good. Yeah. See, I, I, I have to find something like that. Cause I went into the therapy once and it was not, it was not good. Cause they don't, I don't know if you had this problem, but they don't tell you what the, what's wrong with you. A doctor should tell you what's wrong, but they just sit there. They want you to talk through it and figure it out yourself. Meanwhile, if I can figure it out myself, why the fuck are you here? Right. Uh, I think they just string you along to get you to come back. Right. You know, I mean, I, I think really, uh, any problem you have can be boiled down to, uh, you know, a simple uh, equation, but it's not really in their best interest to give you a simple equation because then you could leave them after two sessions. Of, right. Uh, you know, in my uh, most recent case, it's a simple equation, you know, in terms of uh, 
what's going on. So <laughs> what, what, what do you think the problem is? Uh, well, uh, uh, without going into details of what's going on, what do you think the, the causes in you? Uh, well, there's, um, let me see. It's a, it, well, it's kind of a con it's, uh, just, uh, communication, uh, issues, um, maybe, uh, misunderstandings, relatively simple. Uh, it's nothing earth shattering, uh, but. Uh, you know the solution is you know pretty simple you just gotta um in, in my particular case uh, i don't think i need to go to a therapist to have her or him tell me uh you know the uh solution you know uh, what do you think the solution is uh i think that um you know when you have <laughs> uh two parties who um have a miscommunication or a misunderstanding and uh, the other uh, party is, uh, you know, you've made some uh, effort to uh, rectify the situation and the other party has not shown a lot of interest. You have to just go, okay, they have to contact me and I got to move on until they do. Uh, I mean, it's, I don't need a, yeah. a therapist to tell me that. Right. Uh, I mean, I'm not the smartest guy in the world, but uh, I, it, it's a fairly, I don't need to pay someone, you know, $180 an hour to have. To know when to stop. Have them uh, tell me that. And, uh, you know, I have found uh, that that has worked in previous, uh, I've, not, I've not quite had a situation like this uh, current one, but uh, in previous uh disagreements with the opposite sex uh you know i've uh you know when you stop uh not, not caring because you always care but like when you stop making the effort then it's usually they'll make the effort like it's the <laughs> fucking craziest um that might not happen in this case but uh you know I, i'm and then and if it doesn't happen in this case then you know you were right to stop there's that, uh, but I'm uh, in, uh, I'm no. Uh, I mean, you have to know in your heart if you did something wrong, uh, then you have to make more of the effort. Um, and in this uh, particular case, I know in my heart that uh, the miscommunication just spiraled uh, out of control. So I I feel that I've done nothing. Uh, I can't try any harder. So, yeah, uh, you know, so I don't need to uh, have someone tell me that. And it's not saying I don't need help. I'm just saying, you know, sometimes life is Tony Robbins is better for that. Well, uh, <laughs> you know, I think that uh, sometimes these sticky situations aren't uh, as complicated as they seem. It is what it is. You know, if someone doesn't want to talk to you, you can't force them to. Right. Uh, you know, it, it makes it worse. You know, the more you try, it's the more you push them away. It's, it's crazy. Yeah, because people, the, the last thing people want to feel is clung to. Right. And uh, I uh, saw the um, opposite happened, uh, you know, when I was uh, single and uh, I an ex was pursuing uh his ex, it, it basically pushed them into my arms. 
like and I wasn't even trying to get together with this girl. <laughs> right. Like I really wasn't. And but the more he tried, I think the more she looked at me and go, Why isn't this guy trying? <laughs> like, what's wrong with this guy? It's intriguing. So which And is, maybe she you were the one who didn't make her feel, you know, like somebody was clamping onto her. Yeah, and I think uh, most uh, girls, definitely in the LA comedy scene, it's it's such a rat race of everyone trying to fuck them, you know, and then it gets into the alpha male, uh, you know, you know, jungle uh, mm. territory of well, she fucked her all, I want to fuck her. Well, she fucked this guy, uh, she'll fuck me, and then the, <laughs> it's, that's how it is, though. I mean, it's not, you know, it's just it's the way it nice. is. It's so nice to be out of this out of this game because there real there really isn't that with gay comics i mean i don't really know well that's because there's not enough of you there aren't enough but even like of the few that there are they don't really fuck each other which is nice it's like we can you can you keep that part of your life separate from this part of your life well i mean one thing i would say is the difference between gay and straight comics is uh i think gay comics really like to fuck non-comics <laughs> no i mean like yeah uh whereas i uh my you last pretty three, much mostly dated comics yeah right? my last three girl serious girlfriends have been comics i would say even like the um you know even the not affairs but like uh one month or whatever girls i've had fun with have, are in the comedy uh stratosphere of some sort uh so uh because that's all i'm around i mean i couldn't tell you the last time i met a girl who's not a comic like um you know except uh, maybe a comedy fan right uh, you know uh so it's it's all but i don't mind yeah i like you know you like who you like I mean, right in theory it's like you shouldn't shit where you eat that's that's why i don't that's why i don't do it because if it ends bad, it's it's uh, it affects you professionally. Oh, absolutely. Uh, you know, I mean, with the, yeah. So I've experienced that. So, uh, but you know, you like who you like. So it's not much you can do about it. Right. It is. It is hard to meet people outside the scene, though. Because yeah, you spend so much of your time there that I mean, I I don't know where I would meet a man. I mean, I I when I was whoring around more. It was just through grinder, but you can't exactly meet, you know, I'm, I, I would like to date seriously, but I don't know where to meet him, but I mean, comics, I don't have the time to meet him. Comics are even on grinder and, and Tinder and Bumble and, and, uh, you know, right. But that people, people who are on grinder generally are not looking for a, a real serious relationship even some of the ones that say they are then you get to the house and then it turns out to be just a one night stand which is fine i mean i want to do a uh since you're gay maybe you'll like this idea it's a dating uh app for people with full-blown aids <laughs> and uh it's called last partner <laughs> you've got it they've got it you can't catch it twice <laughs> it's me for drinks <laughs> So I like that idea, but as crazy as it, it sounds, like what? I'm sure that could fly. Like, yeah, no, there, it, there's definitely a market for it. Because I think there's a dating website for people with herpes. Oh, that, and that's a good idea. Yeah, in theory, it's like it gets out of the you know the people on Grinder who call themselves Paws P O Z like that makes it cute to have HIV. Right. I'm Paws. It's not adorable, sweetheart. 
Well, no, it's not. <laughs> I mean, I'm positive I don't want it. It's uh, <laughs> about uh, all I can say on that. I mean, I had to get off those websites because I knew too many people. Like, I would go on and see, like, oh, there's a female comic. I got to get out of here. <laughs> you mean like when you were on Plenty of Fish? Plenty of Fish, which was uh, horrible. Because <laughs> it's all it's it's all like divorces, right? It's just girls who, uh, you know, it's a free site. You really do get what you pay for. Uh, uh, wow. A lot of desperados on there. Um, <laughs> Grinder is free, and there's 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 good merchandise. <laughs> Grinder. Oh, if you're you looking know. to just get fucked, you know, right. blow it out. Uh, or go like sometimes I have sex for the apartment. Yeah, there's that too. There's you know gorgeous apartments you can get in, and they have sunken living rooms. You can uh, get porked at Park La Brea. <laughs> Check out a nice uh, two bedroom. Oh, that one that one place in the in the the West Village, gorgeous. Um, well, you know, I'll let you handle that end of the <laughs> dating world. I mean, what do you got coming up, man? I mean, you could see you comedy pop- wise. Yeah. Okay, so what what when is this uh, going out? This is going out Monday. We are uh, Friday. So this will go out Monday for sure. This will go out Monday. I have on the 17th, I'm playing uh, the Lexington. So Friday on the week that this goes out at 6 p.m. And the following Tuesday, March 21st, I'll be doing stand up in uh, Anaheim at I don't know what this place is called, but 2626 East Catella Avenue. Um, you don't know what the name of the venue is? <laughs> what the fuck? No wonder your podcast hasn't aired yet. <laughs> and then Harvell's and Long Beach the following Tuesday, March 28th. Okay. 8 p.m. And Ty Rivera is on that. So come by and see both of us. Oh, yeah. Ty is... Uh, Ty Rivera is the one who booked me on that. He is really not to be... Uh, Trifled with. Missed. Uh, he, he's I've known him forever, so he's incredible. He's he, the you know every every time you see him, you're like, Jesus Christ! I I that's that's the level I want to get to at some what, point. What do you want to? Uh, what is your long term goal in comedy? The long term is to keep uh is 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 to keep performing to tour as much as possible or to i mean tour at all at this point i haven't really done that um and and yeah that's that's really where i want i mean because bill burr had I mean, bill burr's career is great now um but even before he had you know the the netflix show f is for family when his career was just the stand-up and it was just the 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 traveling around and doing all that and the podcast, which he did himself, you know, no, he was basically unfireable. So he could get away with saying anything because it wasn't, he wasn't beholden to anybody. He wasn't beholden to, you know, a, to a network the way, I mean, he still says whatever he wants because he's, he's made enough of a name for himself that he can do that, but he wasn't beholden like Howard Stern is to serious. And they have all these rumors now about Marcy Turk, the new woman who came in, you know, saying you can't say this, you can't say that Bill, Bill Burr has met, put his career together in a way that nobody can say that to him. Well, that's how you have to do it. Like you have to, uh, 
You know, it's not like Bill Burr was an overnight sensation. Right. Like he, like, I don't want to say struggle, but he... He plugged he, away. He plugged away for a decade. You know, uh, same thing with a lot of popular comics you see now. Mark Maron was struggling for years. Uh, you know, I don't think any comic, uh, you, you know... Just skyrockets. Just, you know... I mean, now you can, I guess, with Vine, or not Vine, but... Uh, <laughs> I know, you th- every every time you think there's a, there's a shortcut, it closes. There's but, no shortcut. Well, there is, uh, but it lasts very right. uh, short. Yeah. You know, like you can, with Facebook Live, Instagram Live, uh, you know, Periscope, uh, you, but you, you got to be talented. Like Periscope probably helped roast battle get on uh comedy central to a degree right because it capped it really captured the spirit of the belly room uh but uh and you could see i mean enough people were watching it at home that that there was a sense okay this will work even if you're not in the room live right but if if roast battle was not a good show and there weren't a lot of incredibly talented people on it it periscope wouldn't have helped it at all right um so it can help but uh, you gotta have the talent which uh, a lot of these uh like youtube stars and <laughs> i mean whatnot uh you know i'm sure they're nice people and all but uh, or even some of the people on the scene we don't have to mention names well i mean uh <laughs> i mean but there are some people you just go like d- d- come on <laughs> Well, I mean, some people, uh, I think a lot of people see stand-up as a uh, shortcut to, well, my acting career is not happening. Right. Let me try stand-up because they see a show, and I've said this before, like uh, Last Comic Standing, where they show comedy in one-minute chunks, uh, you, you know. And and they think that's all they have to have. Yeah. I think people are like, oh, my God, I just have to have a, a one or two minutes of stand-up, and I'm good. And, uh, you know, it's, no. <laughs> right even the late night stand-ups you see on kimmel or conan you know it's a four and a half minute set but probably took a year to develop that four and a half minutes you know and, and at two you know at two years uh you know i'm i'm basically two years in and i now i mean now i have 15 solid minutes that i really think th- that are tried and true and i think with confidence i can go up with them yeah i mean it's not just like that's why i'm doing 15 minutes at harvell's uh on on march 28th with ty rivera and a, a, a fabulous lineup as well um so but yeah it takes it 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 takes a while to get a backlog of stuff that you believe in well i mean you it, you know it's not i think a lot of people don't really uh calculate it's not just being on stage for 15 minutes it's like having a good 15 right uh and so uh i think that was the problem they said dat fan who was the winner of the inaugural season of uh last comic standing uh he said himself you know here he had maybe 15 minutes tops and now he's being asked to do an hour every night in some cases a couple times a night uh and so uh and by all accounts he's a great guy but, right uh you know it, it's stand-up's the toughest gig in the world I mean, but it also it also gets once you get into the habit of it writing more good material faster 
does happen. Like, I know it it took me much longer to get that first good five minutes than the subsequent 10. Right. Well, once you get into the zone. Yeah. uh, But you have to write every day. You really do. Um, Just the way it is. You have to be thinking all the time. Yeah. I mean, if you do stand up for the right reasons, it's an all-consuming job. And it's like... You can't even go to the supermarket without going, okay, what's funny about it? Why, right. Why are the bananas bigger in West Hollywood? <laughs> but I mean, that's how you have to think. Like in some sense, your normal life is ruined because. We know why. They don't, the bananas you know, don't smell very good in West yeah, Hollywood. And they always have brown at the end. Of them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but these are the type of things. You, they sell the bananas with the condoms already on. Right. And uh, with the lube. Uh, <laughs> I, but like, you know, when I walk my dog after this podcast, I'll put my headphones on. I, I take her for about an hour walk. I, it's primarily around West Hollywood. Uh, and it's like my, I'm on constant alert. Okay. What's funny. What's, is there a sign in the window that would be funny? Cause it's in West Hollywood. Is there, you, you know, it's just like, you know, you always have to be on a high alert. Yeah. You know? And like yesterday I was walking Lois, uh, and just out of the blue around the corner comes the great WWE wrestler, Dolph Ziggler. Like, yeah. and it was just like, I saw that photo on your social media. He's a, he's a great dude. Like, yeah, I give him a lot of shit online <laughs> just, I'm, just because I'm trying to mooch his followers. Uh, <laughs> but like, you know, it's like, here we are in West Hollywood and here's a, a world famous pro wrestler. Like just, just comes out of the blue. <laughs> right. Uh, and he, he's beautiful. I mean, like he's a beautiful dude. No, he looks amazing. Oh, How old is he now? Uh, he's probably late twenties. Okay. Uh, oh, so yeah, it's, it seems like he's been around much longer than that. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, well, maybe, maybe that's just because I'm <laughs> 22. Right. I mean, he, well, he's uh, like speaking of stand-up comics, grinding it out. You know, he wrestled in independent promotions, which are basically comp, uh, open mic versions of, mm. of wrestling, uh, you know, leagues. Uh, and then, you know, he didn't just start out as world-famous king of the world, Dolph Ziggler. Uh, right. So he's he's definitely earned... Do do you think? See, I don't know about these wrestling things. So, and I know, I I know the fans of the show are going to be upset with me, but it's not. This isn't snobbery. I'm trying to learn. Do you, so is is he one of like the top tier he in is. the country right now? Okay. Oh, absolutely. Who I else? Mean, uh, well, I mean, uh, Seth Rollins is very. Uh, he's a good bad. Oh, I've heard guy. that name. Very good looking guy. Beard. Great body. Uh, I think he's... The, I don't really watch it anymore because I just can't. How come? Uh, well, I grew up, uh, you know, in the 80s, which was, uh, uh, you know, outside of AIDS, 80s was a great decade. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, you know, there was no internet. So, like, wrestling, you really... It was. It was Reagan and Joan Collins and... Uh, Larry Hagman. Larry Hagman uh, running around. You know, JR and, and... Jackie Collins. It was the goal, it was the glory period of Jackie Collins. And Stephen Collins before Steve- he started uh, <laughs> diddling... Uh, People he shouldn't be deadline. It's uh, a great decade for Collins's. Jackie Collins, sorry, great, just quick digression. Had a great story, and she had, you know, her her accent was kind of the reverse Madonna. She, you know, she was English, but she'd been here a long time, so it started kind of go. And she was like, "I was walking out of a party, and Jack Nicholson had just had a baby, and I said to him, congratulations, Jack.' And he turned to me and smiled and said, "Yeah, Daddy Jack.'" 
Isn't that a great fucking story? What girl wouldn't let Jack Nicholson <laughs> come in them? <laughs> Jack Nicholson is one of those ones like Bill Maher where you know he's not really that good looking, but oh my God, is there sex appeal? Because they're powerful. I mean, I don't think anyone's going to say Bill Maher was sexy when he was in dc cab with the bar <laughs> with the fucking barbarian brothers but uh, see i would have there's just something about well he's confident i mean he like, has the confidence he has that rough hewnness any uh any successful stand-up whether it's bill maher dice uh i mean that's why oh, Di no but dice was like objectively gorgeous oh back in the day he was uh you know you want to see a prime Dice, you know, looks wise, watch him in the show Crime Story. Mm. He was a great looking guy, and he's still a good looking. Or that guy. Rodney Dangerfield set where he was doing all those faggot jokes. It yeah, was yeah. like, oh, I love How it. could a faggot stay mad at him? Look at him. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, I, but I never thought he was homophobic. Oh, no, of course he wasn't. It's, just, it's a shtick. And even if he was, who cares? He's funny. I mean, it, that first line he did, I think it was his first Madison Square Garden. Uh, show where he's like, I love New York, Korean delis and ass fucking parties every <laughs> night of the week. I was like, wow, this guy's crazy. So, uh, but you know, I think any stand up, con any successful stand up has a confidence. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, I would say even Roast Battle gave me confidence to peruse on the patio <laughs> afterwards you know so because you're i mean you're the king of that room so you can walk out and everyone is everyone's your friend yeah oh yeah not really <laughs> I, know who, I know who the real palmers are it's <laughs> been recently brought to my attention the two people who every week tell me how great i am were like you know he just says the same thing every week <laughs> well why don't you guys try it for three years uh straight and uh see how <laughs> see how you guys would do it um but anyway are these the same two grudge people uh possibly one of them but uh <laughs> it's fine uh you know just know that uh i was the first person offered to go to new york recently to roast that no one really struck my fancy to travel across the country so you got a gig because I didn't want to do it. <laughs> anyway. Uh, there's a, <laughs> You just dropped a little hint over there. Uh, but there's... Uh, yeah, it's a, it's, it's a very weird thing. Well, that's the, where, I, you know, getting back to the wrestling thing, it, it's like why I don't watch it. To, it's just none of the characters are really believable. Mm. And, and now with Wikipedia and, and Google and, and every search engine known to mankind, you know, it's like... When I was a kid, I really thought Kamala was from Uganda. <laughs> uh, I really thought that Abdullah the Butcher was from the Sudan. But now if you see a new character come on Monday Night Raw, you can go on your iPad and look his name up and find out his real name. And Where was, he re where was Kamala really from? Kamala was from, uh, I think, South Carolina. Mm. And his, his real name is Jim Harris. He now lives in Mississippi with no legs. And, oh no! Uh, you know it's how how did he lose his legs? Uh, diabetes. Oh, uh, and you know you, you. Oh, you've told me this last time. <laughs> Forgot. But so I mean, like you think about it. Like here's a guy who came to the ring barefoot. Uh, he, if I can only imagine the filth that got on his feet, 
uh, he's in a uh, in the ring barefoot with blood and you know sweat stains from roided out wrestlers. Who knows what got into his system? Was he always that fat? Also, yeah, was he- but that was his thing. He was like, yeah, you know, it uh, was that sumo type of thing. Uh, to a degree, I mean, he was probably six three, six four, maybe three fifty. Okay, so, so he wasn't quite big enough to be a sumo guy like Yokozuna. Right. who was uh, legit, a, a, a legit, uh, you know, I don't know how tall he was, but he was like six, 700 pounds. Oh, Jesus. I'm dead, of course. <laughs> uh, by the way, I, I played the new uh, wrestling game uh, for my PlayStation. It was the first game uh, that I got for my new uh, PS3. And uh, so realistic that uh, three wrestlers died at the age of 27. <laughs> These, re- it's, it's amazing to me. They're, they're like, you know, we, we think we have this with, with the musicians, you know, with, or like with the Broadway people with Jack Cassidy immolating himself with his, you know, falling asleep with a cigarette or, you know, all the drug overdoses. But these, these athletes, I don't know if it's all through the sports world, but at least in wrestling, from what I've heard from you and other friends of mine who are into wrestling, they just drop like fucking flies. Well, I mean, uh, that's why uh, the great Roddy, Roddy Piper, uh, whose uh, book is the second to the left uh, or to the right, uh, he died at 61, which was like, I can't believe he lived that long. I mean, for a pro wrestler to live to 61 is like, it's like a dog living till they're 20. <laughs> uh, it's, uh, you know, they, the, the abuse they put their bodies through. Uh, uh, it's just you know and they can't there's no off weeks in wrestling like they get like a couple days off here and there but like they're always traveling like uh, you know i saw Dolph yesterday i'm like what are you, are you in town I said, just for two days and then i go to washington dc today uh and then he probably wrestles a house show which is like a non-televised yeah uh show at an arena probably tomorrow in washington and then you know maybe another house show on sunday uh, if there's not a pay-per-view and then Monday night raw and then Tuesday night, they do SmackDown. So it's like, and then when, so it's not wrestling is not done by like seasons. No, there's no see. It's like golf. Okay. Uh, although golf, I think has a couple weeks where they let the guys take off, but, uh, also they're basically taking off even when they're playing it. Yeah. But like, you know, Dolph, I'm sure to get up today and work out. I mean, you can't, you have to maintain your body. You know, they live a stand-up comic's life with the exercise thrown in there. So right. It's, they, uh, they live a stand-up's life, but if stand-ups had to look good. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they, you know, the especially someone like Dolph, who's like this amazing-looking dude, you know, the minute he gets maybe a little fatter or, you know, it's like, well, dude, we got a 23-year-old who's, uh, you know, in uh, NXT, which is like their farm system, uh, you know, you got to lose that weight. So he might feel pressure. I'm not saying Dolph, but like someone like who looks like Dolph right. might feel the pressure to take, you know, um, steroids or, you know, laxatives or whatever to make him look leaner. And, and uh, you know, because you're basically getting paid on it. Yeah, how you can wrestle, but also how you look. Because there's a lot of shitty wrestlers out there, you know, who aren't even a tenth of the talent that Dolph is, uh, but they look great. Right. Like they're just beautiful bodies. 
which is a lot of people want to see. Right. That I mean, and that gets in everywhere and it's so tough. You have like Joanna Lumley, the great Joanna Lumley, who's a big TV star in Britain. And she was one of the great swinging 60s models. And then she became a TV star. Right. So she, you know, she, and she's the one that over there, all the feminists go, oh, and rightly so. Oh, what a strong woman and a role model and this, that, the other, because she, you know, she campaigned for the Gurkhas thing also. Um, the Gurkha regiment that, you know, fought for the British and then they wanted the right to stay in the country. Um, so, you know, oh, oh, how wonderful. Isn't she marvelous? Uh, and then she was asked, you know, she is 70, I think now and looks amazing still. And she was asked why. And she was like, well, I quite often don't have breakfast and I never have lunch. And that's what at 70, <laughs> she still puts herself through to look good. Well, you have to if your whole career is based on your looks. I mean, right, but it's but it's not even in her case. I mean, she was a model in the '60s, and then she became you know one of the great comic actresses in Britain. But she and you don't have to if you look at some of the some of these other women. And go Google Joe Brand. You don't have to look good <laughs> to be a to be a star over there. Um, but you know. If you care about that, if you're a Joan Collins or if you're uh, a Shirley Bassey or or a Joanna Lumley, it, it really takes work and people pretend it doesn't. They think you can just go out looking like, you know, Rob Kardashian, an avalanche with stubble. Yeah, Black China is really attracted to him. Well, I thought Black China was the offshoot of the pro wrestler China <laughs> who uh, passed away recently. Not recently, maybe a couple, six months ago. Yeah, poor thing. Yeah, uh, I saw her porno one night in China and it uh, took me uh, 10 minutes to figure out which one was uh, China and <laughs> which one was uh, Sean Waltman, the, uh, who was kind of a dick to me once at the Rainbow. What, what, tell he's me a that. pro wrestler. Tell me about that. He, he was in the NWO and D. He's the only, I, I think he's the only guy to be in NWO and Degeneration X. Uh, How is he a dick to you? You know, he's like I was like, hey man, I'm a huge fan. And he kind of just like blew me off, and I really wasn't a huge fan. I was just like being polite, being polite. And he had a shirt, he had an NWO shirt on. So it's, a, but he kind of had that vibe of I, I don't want to talk about pro wrestling right now, which is fine. But don't wear a pro wrestling shirt that basically is sending out a bat signal to right. everyone in the fucking rainbow. Uh, hey, a pro wrestler's here. Yeah, you can always tell, you know, especially in this neighborhood. When a celebrity walks in to a room and sits down and then they're scanning the room to see if anybody is going to notice them. But then as soon as somebody does, oh, no, 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 don't. Right. Please, what? please. I, I, I just want some time alone. I want to be alone. It's the Greta Garbo thing. What's well, like Angeline. I, she's got a whole scam where she drives to the coffee bean uh, <laughs> on Santa Monica right down the street. Right. And she'll get out of the car. First of all, she's uh, driving a bright pink Corvette that says Angeline on it. <laughs> she goes to her hood, the trunk, and act, I've seen her because I've watched her. She acts like she's getting something from the trunk. So the sidewalk and the people in Starbucks or coffee bean, uh, five guys and then the gay bar gym. So everyone, Oh my God. And then she gets out with nothing out of her trunk, of course. And then she just loiters around. <laughs> so. so yeah, they all, it's, it's all about the, and you know, that hasn't died. That look Courtney Stodden, the, 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 remember the child bride, Courtney right, with, uh, D Doug, uh, who's the husband? Henderson, Doug something. Right. 
uh, the I don't guy. think it was Henderson, but something like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, but she doesn't. If you're gonna any... marry somebody that much older than you, he what could was be the attractive. age difference? He was. He, I think, is fifty. He's in his mid fifties, and she is my age. Well, I've recently experienced. She has. She, I met her. She. She's my age, and she has the legs of a forty something. Well, she looks a little green around the gills already. Yeah. Uh, and you know the fake tits and like and the you know she she brought i when i met her i told her the new nose looks great and she was like thank you um and she had big big angeline hair i mean i i don't know she looks like brett michaels from poison uh, (laughs) to me but uh i don't see anything wrong with the age difference the angeline hair the (laughs) angel well neither do i earl that's why i'm here um but but i mean like uh, you know in my it did but like at a it could be somebody attractive it's not not this doug guy hutchinson right but i mean i think if you get along uh with someone age really is uh, i mean as long as it's legal i mean right uh you know there's nothing wrong with dating someone who's 27 years younger than you as long as, long as you're not <laughs> i don't think there is as long as you're not so 28 i do. <laughs> you know then it could be a little weird but uh but also i don't think there's anything wrong with it but i think i don't know how well it can work and in your case it ended it did but uh it and yes it did uh and ended not well uh no it it, it did not so i think i I, so i don't i don't think it's wrong i i i think it's a it's a dubious proposition as to whether how well it can work but then you never know joan collins is married to somebody 30 years younger than she is they've been together over 20 years yeah i mean i think uh, like david cross i think at one point had a very uh 25 year age difference with his uh girlfriend so uh i mean i think if you click with someone it can work yeah and then uh you know sometimes it can't but (laughs) who knows (laughs) you know who knows we'll leave it with that who knows so (laughs) (laughs) it's all it's it's very it's very difficult now i would like i would like to be married i don't know if i don't think it's gonna happen you know well you're so young dude you got a lot you got a lot of my mother was married at my age and and i'm 22 years old and my mother got married and how long did the marriage last it's still going she's married now i mean you know she's 50 you never know uh i never like to uh label anything as impossible you know (laughs) i don't think because it's it's very difficult to find somebody who wants to get married but not have children I really, really don't want to have children. Well, that, how would you have that? I mean, <laughs> no, but who wants to adopt? Oh, okay. That's a, well, yeah, that's a, a, but like even gay adoption. Why did we do this? This was the perk. This was our advantage was right. that we couldn't have children. <laughs> this is fantastic. That's the real deal. This is worth the higher risk of AIDS. We can't have children. We can't, we can't even become parents by accident. Well, but now, think- and now we're expected to. Well, I think the problem with people... It would be uh, one thing if we were just allowed to, but now we're expected to. But I mean, I think people uh, who get married young, they're, they're not ready, like, financially to... That's true. And my, I mean, my parents waited five years. They could have waited longer. So I, I don't think people... They weren't really secure when they had me. And having kids, like, you don't realize... 
I see a lot of comic uh, couples have kids and say, well, you're a struggling comic. She works at, you know, a, a temp job. Why are you bringing a kid into this world? Right. Uh, they don't. They, oh, well, let's just have a kid. It'll, it'll be, you know, like, you know, it's like it might be fun for a few months, but then you got to support the kid for the next 18 years. And when it's two comics and like you both have jobs that travel and you're financially insecure, you can't pay for a nanny while both of you are out of town. Right. Performing. What are you going to think this through? Yeah. I mean, it's not that difficult. It goes uh, back to, uh, you know, we were talking about therapy uh, not being needed because it's sometimes a simple solution. It's, it's great for some people. Like I, I can see how it works, but I mean like, but it's, it's, a, it was, it wasn't for me. Not everything is for everybody, but with getting married, it's a simple, like, can the two of you afford to bring in a third life into this world and support it to a decent, uh, degree satisfactory level. And I don't think a lot of people think that. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, it's probably a good place to leave. <laughs> you want to talk about revenge <laughs> where are you are you trying to, are you trying to get me out of the house or are you trying to steer the conversation on to revenge oh no 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 i mean i like to uh let me see we're at about the hour level i find that that is the uh for my fan base the sweet that's, spot that's where they zone out um but you're gonna come back again we are at uh, yeah an hour and eight minutes uh so where can people i mean i can always talk about revenge <laughs> so. what is okay what do you do you have a plan for these two people that you can discuss without revealing well the person are? from uh three or four years ago uh th they think that i've uh oh you know big dumb earl forgot about me no not really <laughs> uh, do you do you know what you're gonna do uh, no, I want him to, you know, I, my initial, uh, plan worked to perfection where I went into a business establishment that I knew he frequented, uh, due to his frequent cocaine abuse and, uh, <laughs> uh chronic alcoholism. Uh, Another quick Jackie Collins thing. They used in the eighties at Hollywood parties, they used to bring around the cocaine in silver bowls. Now, if I had written that in a book, everyone would say Jackie's gone a bit too far now. Well, there you go. I mean, it's <laughs> long live the eighties. Um, and then, uh, let me see. And so, uh, you know, I, uh, what I did was I broke my hand uh, against a wall where he was uh, standing nearby. <laughs> and, uh, you know, let's just say he almost made a duty in his pants. <laughs> and it was worth every broken bone in my right hand to do it. <laughs> I would do it tonight. Uh, and then with the other uh, two uh, people, uh, they, uh, you know, who knows? Do you so but but this guy from three or four years ago that you think has forgotten about you and but you're gonna get back well i think i've already gotten back you know my when i went into the uh establishment so to, you think what you've done is enough yeah because now every time those doors open to this establishment at 1 30 at night i know he thinks is that him coming back <laughs> sometimes uh Revenge. We have to go. We have to go to Sir because we both watch Vanderpump Rules. Yes, you and I. And you have you have you met Jax Taylor? He's awesome. I uh, was. He's the love of my life. He's great. I mean, he was. Uh, I was lucky enough to be on the episode this year 
that was which uh, one taped at the Hollywood Improv. Oh, um, they cut out my stand-up. Uh, I set. know because I I remember that when when Kristen did the show. Right, I I, I did. You know, I love the show. But uh, I didn't really want it to be my uh, network debut for my stand-up because um, you know you don't know how they're going to cut it. You know right. they might they might keep a joke in that bombs just to make you look bad. Right. So I thought, well, I want to be on the show. I love Jax. I love Kristen. I love uh, Rachel O'Brien. Uh, you know Jacqueline Marfuji. Uh, Did you ever meet Stassi? Stassi's awesome. Stassi's so, fabulous. Everyone gives her such shit, and you, she and she has said this. You know, if there, there's no show if she's not going around stirring up trouble. Yeah, I mean, uh, especially this season because Lala left, but now she's. I guess in next week's episode she came back. Mm. Um, but I. Uh, so what I did on the episode was I showed my dick pic to all three cameras <laughs> as I was on stage. And if you've ever been to the Hollywood Improv, you know the layout of the room. They, right. had, they had a camera straight on, you know, they had a camera in the right corner and then they had a camera to the left. And I just literally, <laughs> and these are nice cameras, high def, big daddy, like they film Spielberg films with these things. So I <laughs> put my dick pic in direct uh, view of the, all three lenses, ensuring that my uh, performance would not be caught on camera. <laughs> and just for those of you who don't watch the show, this was a show at the Hollywood Improv in which Kristen revealed none other than Jax Taylor's dick pic. Right. So it was And really, having seen both, Earl's is better. Well, uh, it's a great picture. <laughs> and, uh, you know, a good dick pic can go a long way. <laughs> can get it can get you cut from bravo yeah but you still <laughs> get to play in front of a packed hollywood improv crowd so there is so i am such trash i try to you know elevate myself intellectually and you know read a biography of indra gandhi meanwhile there is an ex-real housewife of orange county who has a youtube show about her walk-in closet and i can't stop watching it and that goes to show you what we were talking about earlier of i'm an idiot <laughs> Uh, like not you don't have to have talent you can just come up with this an idea like that and not necessarily be a star but like it's such a good show get, heather's closet she has a press for champagne button this closet has a chandelier well the things people with money can do <laughs> Um, I bet your closet's bigger, I'm guessing. <laughs> oh, naturally. Bigger. I Well, I spent so many years hiding in it. Oh, my God. You were hiding in a warehouse. <laughs> Where can people find you online? Online, Twitter, at Suri, S-U-R-I, underscore, S-A-M-E-E-R. And come out to the shows, especially this next one, anyone in L.A., Friday, March 17th at the Lexington, 6 p.m. And are you not on Instagram? No, I should start, shouldn't I? Oh, my I? God, you really should. You really should. That's Instagram and Twitter. I've heard Instagram is so much fun. I think people are leaving Facebook to a degree. I think so, too. Uh, I've, see, I've seen more and more people get... Because it's also... It's, it's, it is very restrictive. Well, uh... As far as who you can get out to. I mean, people really have to be your friend. Unless uh, yeah. you have, like, a public fan page and no one really pays attention to those if i didn't have this podcast i would delete all social media but <laughs> i really would i would love it I, I'd, be, I'd be a much happier guy but if you have a podcast 
Right. Uh, that's know. why we. That's that's why I have to stay on, so yeah. that when when we get douchebag and fag out there, when Josh and I fling that to the mill, we can we can plug the shit out of it. And that's gonna be on like iTunes and SoundCloud. That's iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher. If we learn how, if I if, once I figure out how to make that work. Okay. Cool. Well, look out for a fag and a hag, or d- <laughs> douchebag and a fag. Douchebag and fag. Uh, a Josh. fag and a hag is there's a great radio show out here in LA, The Drive Home with John Phillips and Jillian Barbary. That's a fag and a hag. John Phillips? Go ahead. I don't know that. I yeah. knew uh, Jillian Barbary was, uh, you know, but that's a girl where we were talking about looks. Like, she's hot. She's still very, very beautiful. Mm. But, like, the minute she got a little, like, a little older and, you know, I think she had a kid or something, then, you know, they started pumping Jackie Johnson's jugs, uh, <laughs> telling the weather. Who cares? And, and Jillian is terrific oh she's hot. i love that show but this is a young person's game out yeah. here so uh you notice the weather and a girl. terrific anchor yeah oh yeah she's but you know but the, for the uh weather men it doesn't seem to uh affect them i mean <laughs> dallas reigns he looks a little rough uh fritz coleman still doing his thing and they fired the gay guy on uh i think they fired the gay guy on channel 90 to get jackie johnson in there who wants a gay weather man? Yeah, what the these faggots telling you it's raining? They want to go out and sing in the rain. Uh, yeah, absolutely. In West Hollywood, uh, <laughs> I'll leave you guys. What a in- piece of shit La La Land was. Anyhow, yeah, yeah. Oh, I mean, I didn't uh, watch any of those. Uh, none of my movies uh, uh, got nominated. So, <laughs> what did you want? I, I last movie I saw in a theater I think was uh, the Star Wars: The Force Awakens. <laughs> uh, Rogue One was good. Uh, well, 24 Legacy isn't. Uh, <laughs> tell you that much. Bring back Marilyn Reichkub. Uh, oh, she yeah, she was the best part of that show. And Kiefer Sutherland basically doing a 24 and designated survivor, uh, which is that plot's thinner than a uh, Kate Moss on cocaine <laughs> on her first Calvin Klein shoot. But hey, I love you, Kiefer Sutherland. Uh, inappropriate He's Earl. Great. SoundCloud, iTunes, the great Samir Suri. This will be out on a Monday. We don't like to do weekend releases on Inappropriate Earl because they don't do very well. And then uh, we got Stephen Piercy from Rat coming back for more. Talk about the whole Rat situation. And, uh, you know, a lot of people, I get a lot of DMs, a lot of uh, messages on Facebook and text asking me about who I'm talking about. Uh, you know, revenge. I'll never expose names because they don't deserve the publicity. But just know this: any have in life, anything in life I have, I want. I already have, and anything I don't want, I don't care about. So a lot of you people get gigs that I didn't want in the first place, but just know I was the first person offered. You pigs. <laughs> I hear everything. All the shit you guys talk about me behind my back it always gets back to me. So know your place in the world of LA stand-up. I might be unknown, but at the comedy store, I'm the most well-liked guy up there. Not the most well-liked comic, but the most well-liked guy. So I hear everything, and I know everyone up there. So you should really pick your battles a little better. <laughs> because <laughs> sometimes when you play with fire you might get burned and some of you are about to get burned and you should probably find a different comedy club to hone your shitty craft at 
Hey, everyone, have a nice weekend. <laughs> have a nice weekend, you two-faced fucks. <laughs>